0: Welcome to Below the 49th, my perspective on my neighbor to the south, Below the 49th. I'm Michael A. Sherbaugh. Today's title, Drinking the Kool-Aid. You know, this phrase has been used for many years as a suggestion that the opinion one endorses is void of truth. You've been corrupted, compromised, and have a warped reality. Now, the metaphor suggests a terribly misguided path or direction. So when someone accuses you of drinking the Kool-Aid, basically they're saying you're nuts. You're nuts to believe that. You're you're wrong. You've descended into a reckless abyss of devotion of ill-founded premise. Really? Whereby drinking the Kool-Aid served up, you will then blindly defend the point to the death, regardless of the alternative facts. So, with such a definitive stance, one could imagine anti-cream cheese and crazy uncle nose hair at the festive table, each armed with mashed potatoes and Brussels sprouts, ready to do battle to support their version of the truth at the festive table. Uh, The problem here is, after ducking the volley of vegetables, neither side takes the time to digest or consider the other's position. See America's convinced that there's a huge divide. Them versus us what you believe, what I believe, Uh, where one's facts and examples are more correct and supportive while repudiating all that you have to say. Neither political party or position is even close to being perfect, and they never will be. And realistically, they're valid points on both sides. But when you mix in an elevated, passionate tone on a table, the argument descends into insults and accusations of, you know, you missed your medication appointment this morning, that's why you're like that. No, no, no. You drank the Kool-aid, you just can't see a logic. You're dismissed. And for goodness sakes, someone grabbed the stuffing away from her. I mean, it all achieves nothing but conflict. And when you try to engage another you know, person around the table, oh no, I'm not getting into that discussion and quickly eating, hmm, this is good. Because either some of them agree or some of them don't, but they don't want any conflict because it'll consider uh, their attempt to choke on the turkey, for goodness sakes. The this, this some content and irony is that the expression drinking of the Kool-Aid is taken from a tragic mass suicide event in Jonestown, Guyana in 1978. 900 adults and 304 children died. Remember Jim Jones? That was that cult that consumed a cyanide grape-laced drink. But ironically, the phrase drinking the Kool-Aid factually misrepresents the event. Yeah, really, think of this. Ready for this little piece of irony? As far as Kraft and Hines is concerned, what the doomed members consumed was flavor aid, not Kool-Aid. So when Uncle Noah's hair decides to pull that little chestnut out while reaching for the now potentially weaponized corn, you can hit him with the, the truth will set you free. See, that statement works for both Christmas and a Seder celebration, as it's John eight thirty two. you know, when Jesus speaks to the Jews. Who writes this? But don't we have one of those relatives? Don't we all? You just have to spike the ball and do that ridiculous victory dance in your face. And you have to make the decision, right? Do I rebut or just retreat and just drink more wine? I mean, in America, the flavors of political cocktail drinks, there are many, consider, The JFK assassination of 1963, the deep state, the Illuminati, QAnon, systemic racism, white privilege, the Ukrainian connection, and a stolen election. You know, any of these discussion winners may come up signaling a great and clear dinner table gauntlet. Outside of politics, there's also suspicious, mysterious social media cocktails. You can divert to these. Try this one. We Are Not Alone, Aliens, Area 51, Roswell, New Mexico, Jimmy Hoffa. O.J. Simpson, the Loch Ness Monster. I mean, here's one. How about Jeffrey Epstein's death? Hmm. Or the disappearance of Malaysian Airlines flight MH370 in March of 2014. This is mind-boggling. So if your family circle or friends has an uncle nose hair who loves to stir it up by introducing one of these gems, here's my response to it. probably is going to be the number one 2020 discussion on the festive table menu. Ready for this? A stolen election. Oh, yes. I can just hear it. If you believe that that election was stolen and Trump won, you're drinking it. So I have several thoughts on that. Firstly, since this was the first time a pandemic became part of the election process, and many states went far beyond the normal form of absentee ballot counting and the processes, legitimate or illegitimate, there was a completely different process in 2020. Consider this. In Pennsylvania, previous elections with mail-in ballots totaled 260,000. In 2020, that was 12 times more with 2.6 million. That's an irregularity, do you think? In years past, when the polls closed at 8 p.m., within several hours, we had a decision. That said, with the exception of the 2000 Florida George W. Bush and Al Gore hanging Chad fiasco. My wife wants to know what happened to Chad. Mass ballots. Are you ready for this? Mass ballots were not counted many days after the polls closed in the proportions that they were done in 2020. And by the way, kudos to Florida. They spent money before 2020 to ensure their election process, mail-in or absentee, was in good shape. They proved that it can work, and it did. Secondarily, mass mailed mail-in ballots compared to state-issued absentee ballots are two completely different processes. I mean, this is going to start another fight, but this is a fact that many accuse others of not understanding. You can't harvest state-issued absentee ballots, but I digress. So the undeniable fact is that there were anomalies, the blue wave never materialized, and records were set in votes cast. And when they were all counted, legitimate or not, the numbers say the Democrats won. Regardless of legal challenges, passionate feelings, and compelling examples, even the Attorney General and several others stated that the election was fair. Kind of. So that discussion is a no-win for you so don't even go there. The real decision as, as to how much the Democrats will be empowered moving forward will be decided January 5th in Georgia, which determines the majority in the Senate. Think of that, state that fact, and it may just trigger the clearing of the dishes and the introduction of dessert. (laughs) And thankfully, that decision will be decided well after the festive season. I have to admit, my family members both here and below the 49th, as well as several respected colleagues have accused me of drinking the poisonous beverage again and again. Those who made those suggestions were in completely opposite camps in thinking to my perspective. As a matter of fact, I remain the sole defender of any thought of Republican conservative positions amongst my family members. That is, other than my potential (laughs) son-in-law. Nice guy. Before the pandemic, the Republican Party accomplished great achievements in the economy, jobs, and unemployment. Promises made and promises kept. America first will remain as a battle cry for the Republicans for many years to come. I also push back when there's the suggestions of how the administration handled the pandemic. Operation Warp Speed, which reduced restrictions to develop a vaccine with multiple drug companies accompanied by the pre-purchase of the vaccine, was a tremendous achievement and should be said as such. The horrible reality, though, is that Americans are dying in devastating numbers. And that is the fault of the virus, which affected all of humanity. And it's very sad. So, when someone pipes up that the administration uh, did not do enough, just ask them what they have done. That should let them dig a big enough deep hole and allow you quick access to the wine. (laughs) Uh, But I have to wonder, if some Americans made their decision based on the fatigue of the man and his coarse antics, where unpresidential twisted Twitter tirade stretched the truth in the face of facts. And that was all amplified and just inflamed the negative attitude of a one-sided media. Maybe, just maybe. If you make that assertion, the temptation of the whipped cream will probably land in the pie instead of in your face. And as far as a parting little memorable prank at the dinner table, uh, bring some grape Kool-Aid and hide it in the kitchen. Then introduce the story early in the evening. And during dessert, bring out the jug and watch the reaction as you offer a wonderful glass to Uncle Nose Hair. Fix those, would you? Finally, please check and share and kindly subscribe. Those actions are really important to Below the 49th and we greatly appreciate it. if you leave a comment, good or bad, I try to answer each and every one of you as I appreciate all your thoughts. I thank you for uh, those considerations. And until next time, God bless and please stay safe. I'm Michael A. for Below the 49th.